Boom, and we're back. I cannot hear my podcast partner. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Well, can hear while, you we're, while, while we are waiting for the other lad to join, we are joined by my very own brother, Roger. Thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. This is probably a long time coming. We still can't hear you, Link. Yeah, we can't hear you. His, I can see his headphone. It was turning green, but now it's red. Yeah. Well, you know, this has been a long time coming. Um, you know, you're the one who, in the family, you started with podcasting. You had, like, all the podcast equipment down in the basement. You know, you had kind of a professional-looking setup there. Um, this is before podcasts were really even really a thing like they weren't really all that popular this is true i basically just jumped in there i just finally saw the technology didn't exist eons ago when i first graduated school 20 plus years ago essentially i just saw it read about it researched it did a lot of research rode my bike read about how to do amateur podcasting for dummies, and I just went from there. Technology is basically my friend. Uh, it makes me look very smart. As you can see from my backdrop here, your your technology is helping me make it professional, but technology is slowly becoming my friend. And as you said that, your, your picture pixelated to the point where I couldn't make you out at all. Oh, so really? technology, technology isn't always our friend. Well, it's never Link, my friend me, in this house because this house is the Wi-Fi is bad. So bear with me. Link, here. Give, give me a sound check. Can't Man, I might, have to stop. I might have to stop this recording because we cannot hear him at all. What happened? Uh, I am not sure. He was fine up until... Well, you know, this podcast hardly has any production value at all. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've had it. It doesn't need any. This is fine. Yeah. This is perfect. I can hear you. Um, you're loud and clear. Oh, he's yeah. back. He's back. There we go. Yeah, we got you now. Jeez. There we go. Holy shit. This computer is a crap. So I don't know if we're going to edit that out. Text, we'll just keep it. We'll keep it because it's hilarious because you and Roger were talking about how technology has moved on to a yeah. where everyone can make yeah. a podcast, but apparently yeah. not me. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, well, you know, you're, you're a veteran of 45 podcasts. I mean, yeah. we're, no stra- we're no stranger to a little technical difficulty. Well, you Anyways. know what I'll tell you guys? The tec- technical difficulties a long time ago, uh, while that uh, was happening to Lincoln, it would have just gone to, like, color bars or it would have gone to something. So the technology is helping us because at least – if I was a regular on the show, we could at least keep the show going while he figures it out. And boom, now he's back in the show. And it's just like seamless, like velvet and peanut butter, you know, just. Yeah, yeah we didn't what, make it what seamless. What is this, like color bar, TV, velvet, like velvet, like peanut butter and wet jelly? What is this? People don't eat that stuff anymore. This is gluten free. <laughs> this is what you call being born in 1975. Oh jeez! <laughs> You'll get a lot of those kinds of reference, and it'll just just go with it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but ahead. your generation, your generation, you know, laid the framework for our generation. I still remember going to, um, you know, our high school and being in grade nine gym class. Oh, the wow. the grade nine teacher, like we were playing volleyball, so he 
pointed at me, called me Roger, and I got up in front of the class and did volleys in front of the class for like a <laughs> solid minute. I didn't correct him. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't care. But the problem, the question is, Roger, were you a good volleyball player? I was just about to jump in there, Lincoln. I was absolutely horrible. I hated volleyball. Uh, I think the teacher in question was what was it? Who, Mr. Lyons. Mr. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I won't do my horrible Mr. Lyons impression. That, but Mr. Lyons, yeah, he would have never asked me. Like, I don't think ever in the years that I was in his class ever asked me to to demonstrate any volleyball. He knew better than that. When it came to basketball, oh yeah, like he. he I was the star pupil then. Like he knew, he knew. But volleyball was, to be honest, volleyball was the one sport I never mastered in my entire career, amateur career of trying to play sports. I just, I tried once when I was younger, didn't, didn't make the team, and just never tried out again. That was such a sad story. But you know, I picked up that torch, and now I'm. Pl- now I am playing amateur volleyball inside a gym, an elementary school gym. Yes, keeping it real. Keeping it, you're, bringing, you're, you're going. You're going back to the hood to play volleyball. Technically, that is over now. Foreseeable <laughs> yeah. future. Yes, yes, so. yes. This is true. So on to other on to other pressing issues. It's been a hell of a time recently in the news um we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it um the the ongoing tensions in the the u.s over the the killing of another um unarmed black man um by the police this time it was george floyd in minneapolis um the the uh conditions of what happened was almost the craziest thing where, you know, he um, got arrested for allegedly passing a counterfeit bill. And, you know, he had a struggle with the police. Um, he got, he was handcuffed or restrained, but the officer like had his knee on George Floyd's neck for like a solid nine minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was saying he can't breathe. You know, he was fading out. Um, officers were blocking bystanders as well from interfering. Um. Yeah, and he died. I mean, they killed him. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that he was saying he couldn't breathe, and you know, you, he had his neck compressed by the guy's knee. So there was a broad you know, of murder. Pretty much, yeah. And 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 good point. It was actually filmed. Uh, someone was taking cell phone cell phone footage. That's how we all knew about it, right? Um, because that person was there. Um, it didn't just you know slip between the cracks. And what happened there actually started like a huge riot, a huge riot and protest in Minneapolis. They burned down like everything. Yes. They looted and burned down like everything. Yeah. I heard they burned down the police station. The police yeah, station yeah. where those officers work, I heard they burned it to the ground. Yeah. No. Yeah, those officers are now charged with what, like second degree murder. The three, I guess, partners or other officers we're charged with like third degree just being there. Right. It's it's kind of crazy because it's like it's not even all white a policeman, right? There's like one Vietnamese dude and another Hispanic guy. So I, I get and in this in this case they always say like oh if you don't do anything you're you're kind of you know you're part of it as well. Right? You're not part of the solution. And 
these two guys, like these two officers that aren't even white, were there witnessing this shit. Yep. And they didn't speak up. That's fucking crazy. Silence speaks volumes. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, I was just doing some research. Like, two of the guys that were involved, it was their first week. For real? Force. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the guy that you mentioned, the Vietnamese uh, guy, actually had a prior altercation where he had to settle because he used excessive force. So, I mean, some honest, of these guys... <laughs> that Vietnamese officer kind of reminds me of a couple of, like, Vietnamese people we know. <laughs> That's a little bit shady. Yeah, I mean, he must have had an extra shot of testosterone that day or whatever, because... Um, yeah. Dude, it, 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 go ahead. It, it's crazy, right? Like, because I think... Uh, man, I, I hate the fact I'm going to, like, screw up this, this guy's name, but uh, I messaged you, like, maybe a week or two weeks prior to this um, incident. It was another incident down in... Um, what, down south somewhere, further south, and it was, like... Uh, um, Ahmad... Yeah, he he got pretty much hunted down. It was it was nuts. And then under all these circumstances, like you have this thing come out, and this thing's gone on, you know, it's caused this riot and caused all these like protests a lot more, more so than the other one. Which I I don't know why that's the case. I don't know if it's like, you know, the other one was less lesser evil because it's like not from a police officer, but they were like the ex sheriff. From what I recall, when I was doing my research there too, yeah, and that one, you know, Ahmad was just out jogging, and they suspected him of some crime, and then they just—it was a citizen arrest. Yeah, they did this whole vigilante oh. thing with guns, which was—it was shocking and crazy. Um, they just kind of—they murdered him in broad daylight. Yeah, someone was filming it. Well, no, the person that released the film was the thought like if they release this film, it'll exonerate them. And they're good. Yeah, they, I think <laughs> that that idea is kind of backwards because they've done a better job of hiding this stuff when it wasn't videotaped. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I think we... Um, what did we record on last time? We recorded on, um, you know, the cheesecake, the F- Mayor Ford, or Premier Ford and his cheesecake and a whole bunch of other stuff, Adele. Yeah. Um, we kind of skipped over this Ahmad uh, Aubrey thing thinking, oh, it's another kind of one-off, but one that was like, oh, we can always get back to it later. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, shit, another one. That's Killing black people is the DJ Khaled of... U.S. It's just yeah. another one, another one. Well, doing yeah, my little bits there. of research, I, the the hashtag say their names. This campaign: Trayvon Martin, Tamar Rice, Michael Brown, Eric Garner, Philando Castile, Brianna Taylor, and the all the countless others. This is all. This isn't really new. Um, all of these things, or most of them, these incidents were caught on cell phone videos, on videos. I'm not really sure. It's kind of crazy and kind of confusing why this particular George Floyd incident caught hold the way it did when we've seen countless examples going back to, I mean, Rodney King. uh, There's another old school reference, the 90s, where it was videotaped, VHS videotaped. Someone shot it from their balcony. Um... By the way, I'm just wondering what all these people are doing. Like, literally, I, every time I see these videos, I just look into my screen and say, put down the video and go help. 
stop filming and go help. Call for help while you're filming this eight, nine minutes video of someone losing their life or getting beaten down or getting or having that. Like, why not? Why aren't these people calling somebody? But anyway, this is the whole going not going off on a rant, but this has been public viewing. It's been public broadcasting for the last three, four years. Blatant hunt down manhunts of uh, and profiling of people um, and just black men and just, black men and women and just killing them in the streets in their homes. Imagine you're yeah. just sitting down in your home, Andrew. Now and 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 or even Lincoln, because it's not just black people. They're just literally. If if you're supporting black people, you might now fall victim. That's part of the problem now too. Is I I, I know other people are thinking. I know I should do my part. I should speak up. I should do this. But the backlash. There's always going to be backlash and. It's always going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be uncomfortable for other people to watch, to hear. There's going to be people that uh, other podcasts I've listened to where it's they literally write into Twitter or social media forums, stick to sports. Oh, you imagine yeah. people are saying stick to sports during all of this madness. Stick to sports. We don't want to hear about the pandemic. We don't want to hear about racism. Guess what? It's here. It's in your face. The George Floyd incident, for some reason, that just put it out there for everyone to see. And now, the I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the protests, uh, not the protests, but the uh, the NFL players, when they uh, launched their video, the, uh, the black players, the prominent black players in the league all launched their video basically saying, we're not going to stop we're not going to stop protesting. Uh, they called out the NFL commissioner Goodell and they said, acknowledge that you were wrong. Acknowledge you were wrong about the protest, the kneeling and all that other stuff that Kaepernick was doing and stand and protest with us and join us and admit all of these things one down the line. And Roger Goodell, less than 24 hours released his own video saying exactly what the players asked him to say. And he said that, you know what, go ahead, I will join you with peaceful protests, whatever that means. So I guess the kneeling will continue, and who knows, we guys, we might even see the commissioner of the NFL taking a knee uh, at some of the games. It might not change the fact that the fans are probably still going to boo his ass whenever they see him. He, he can't win. He can never win, except for when he, if he quits. Or gets fired somehow. He'll never be able to win. But it's important that, and it goes to Drew Brees. Charles Barkley was saying it's about forgiveness. You can't, as black people and as people of color, you can't go and attack the people. You know, they made a mistake. They've made mistakes. Maybe they're not your favorite people, but Goodell is the face of that league, a mostly black league. He's the face. So yeah. you, you gotta you gotta put aside your differences. Look at look at Mayor Ford or, or Premier Ford. Everyone hated Premier Ford, but he has worked lockstep well with the municipalities and the other governments. He's worked he's worked you know what he's worked reasonably well. He's done he's done a good job. I okay. I sense that <laughs> you can hear us both laughing at you on I can, I can see you, but from yeah. what I've seen, he's done 
a better job than what I would have. Okay, maybe the bar was low, or I don't know, but super he's, low. But he, <laughs> you're, you're backtracking a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but he's, but done, he's done. Yeah, like he's done a better job, I think, than most people would give him credit for. Um, can he do more? Everyone can do more. Everyone can do better, and it's it's unfortunate that these people are in the public eye, and so they're the target. But it's not up to Mayor. It's not up to the Premier. It's not up to Drew Brees. It's not up to the Commissioner Goodell. It's up to us, um, regular ass people. Um, we can yell at the Sidney Crosbys and the Tom Brady's and the Goodells and the Bettmans all we want. And they can do all their moves. And Adam Silver uh, is, is, is looking really smooth through all of this. The NBA is looking really like a pioneer and is a leader through all of this. But it means nothing. It means nothing if individual people, you know, like Dave Chappelle said, this happened back then. Somebody called me the N-word the other day. That's, that's, that's life still. We got to change that. And it starts with each individual person. It's funny how you mention, you know, you don't know why this incident caused such an uproar. Um, obviously, people have been quarantined for quite some time in their house. You know, people are unemployed. It's just kind of a groundswell of frustration that is coming out right well, now. We're angry, right? Yeah. Um, but all these athletes speaking out, like NHL players talking about racism. You remember when uh, Akeem Alu uh, had his whole incident earlier or late last year? No one really came out and said anything, right? Nope. But, you know, there's no hockey being played right now. These players are idle, right? So they got nothing else to lose, right? They have nothing else to do. And there's a lot of pressure on them to speak. And that's really why they're speaking. Yeah, but like, how much are we expecting these athletes to be able to talk on, you know, topics and subjects like this when they're living in a world that's completely different than what, you know, like what we live in, right? There, are, you can be a black athlete if you make it. If you made the big big times, you're being treated like a one percenter while you're being play, while you're playing at the time, right? And unlike hockey players, it's hard for them to speak. A lot of them always come out with this whole statement, even myself included. Again, like. I'm not black, so I can't speak of that struggle. And I was talking to, like, my, with Sarah my, about, you know, what's ultimately different. Like, our like our Asian story is completely different from what your, you know, your black story is like, right? How you guys grew up and how you guys have to go outside and live your world. And I can see it more so now than, say, four years ago when they were doing this first Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Where other people were coming out with the whole All Lives Matter. And... You know, I'm not going to say I didn't see that point of side of view. I saw that side more. But, like, this time around with the whole Black Lives Matter, it kind of switches it. It's like, you know what? It's like we kind of promised, like, Nike. I was telling saying to Andrew a couple of days ago, like, Nike came out with these ads before. Same thing, like, four years ago. Yep. What happened, right? Like, these are all talk. Like, everyone just, okay, let's just do it. Let's just do the PR stunt. Let's, it's almost like cloud chasing, right? Let's just do it, get our likes, and... You know, hopefully this moves on, we but we're going to be on better. the better side. Yeah. The whole speech is we have to do better. Every year it's we have to do better. Every five or six, ten years it's we have to do better. We, we've we got to just do better. <laughs> we have to do yeah. better. Like, what can, yeah, like you said, like you can only do, you can only change people around you, right? Like, hopefully 
the way you live your life now changes. Like maybe you help another brother out, you know, that's closer to you that you can reach out to versus like waiting for like a mayor or like the premier or like the prime minister or president to do something on like more macro level when you can do it on a micro level, like clean right. up your own backyard, right? Like help someone out, you know, someone's struggling, just yeah. go do your own thing and help this guy up. And hopefully he kind of gets influenced by your action. And then he goes and helps out someone else that he sees struggling. Right. That's um, the way so, it works. so I don't know how, you know, how it's been for either of you two guys, but during this whole isolation, I've become a lot more introspective. Um, and you know, you can see yourself in the shoes of other people. And I know, you know, the whole thing with this, uh, coronavirus COVID thing, uh, within North America, um, you know, I think Asian people are started to realize or started to see like, they kind of don't like you guys either. Like they tolerate you, but you know, by and large, you know, if yeah. you stop being useful or favorable, they will push you to the side. Right. And I'm just saying they, I'm not trying to label anyone in particular with that, but, uh, and I know the majority of people are, are, you know, more open-minded, but you know, it's easier this time around for people to see themselves in those shoes. I think the, the thing is, it's like, yeah, again, I was having this conversation with Sarah with Asian people, like Asian men, we do, we, in their eyes, like, let's just say the general, like white police officer or whatever, in this case, don't see us as a physical threat. Like it's almost like a disrespectful thing. Like, Hey, these Asian guys can't do anything, right? Like, even if they want to come and fight and fight the rest, they're not going to be able to do anything on me. They can't physically overpower me on average. And that's why there's like a lack of like respect in that sense. Like they don't, they don't even fear us is what I'm trying to get at. If if you know what I'm saying, like I can go up, anybody thinks they can fight and beat up like an Asian guy. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, if that's for respect, then, I mean, you guys can have it. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just kidding. Not the respect, right? But, you know, in terms of the fear, like, they they are not intimidated by us physically, you know? And the fear gets a whole lot of us killed. I mean, obviously, growing growing up, you know... um, I wasn't involved in too many of these situations, but there's, there's little subtle, like subtle racist things, but I was never involved in too many, uh, situations where I feared my own safety. Um, not sure if everyone can say the same, of course, Mm -hmm. but you know, for me, it's more of the whole systemic thing where, you know, people are already making their judgment about you like right away before they even like know what you're all about. The whole fear thing you know, you go into a store, maybe the person or the, the loss prevention officer is following you around the store now. Yeah, right? done that. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've even been asked by my own boss, like, hey, that guy's looking kind of suspicious, follow him around. I'm like, do you not, like, do you not see who I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got but, called into the office one day, loss prevention office with our cousin Brian years ago because at that time this popular style was to wear the tags on the outside of your hat like like leave the tags on the hat it's really stupid and it really was a stupid fad that almost still, you were, still, you were asking still. for it 
You were asking yeah. for that. So I just knew. And then sure enough, it's where did you get that hat from? Let's see your receipt. I don't have a receipt. Let's go talk about it. Um, that was strictly because, you know, I mean, they didn't say anything. They didn't say any, you know, racial slurs, but we were the only two black guys in the store. We were young and he had brand new merchandise on. Um, that's how he was. He had to have top of the line, brand new everything. Um, but he paid for it. Um, but they didn't think so. Um, they had no video. They had no, you know, if we knew any better, we'd be like, Hey, where's the video? Like this is, this doesn't sound right, but we just did what we were told. We went, we didn't cause any trouble. Um, most of the people in these incidents didn't, you know, they didn't resist. Um, they didn't, they didn't even have a chance to resist really. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it hasn't been like Andrew was saying, like you guys were saying, I haven't really experienced too much direct, more subtle, um, a lot of use of the N word, but that never really bothered me that much. Uh, was that from sports or schoolyards fighting? Like, you know, like when you're fighting, like when people would fight someone fat, the first thing to insult them is about their weight. So when you're arguing and you're fighting with people in the schoolyard of a different race, the first thing they want to do is call somebody Chinese this and call somebody Indian that and call somebody black this. That's all it was. Um, they wasn't- I admit to going there while, while I drive. Someone oh, yeah. cuts me off. I yeah. go beside them and I look. I'm like, I knew it was this blankety oh. blank. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone can say that. Everyone can say that. Everyone, and if you, if people can say that they're they're not, then they're lying. That's yeah. true. I have no argument there. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever dropped the N word with the heart er at the end, yeah. Yeah. but. You know, like I, I actually can't even recall hearing that word set out, you know, live in person. Well, and like me and Andrew, like he'll say it out of a joke, yeah. and then only he can say it. And I'll just look at him. And well, you know, it with everything that's going on, there's still a time for you to be able to hear that in person. I mean, yeah, just well, show your face at one of those protests. You'll hear the, you'll the real word, though. There's no hate in that word. Definitely, you might get a guy with a bow and arrow saying it, like crossbow. Like you know, people don't even have to say it to, you know, call me a chink or, or some shit like that. If, you know, multiple times you go downtown, you know, Saturday, Friday night, and you're just out in the city having some fun. You run into all these bros that might be, you know, bros that are drunk, and then they come and make some fucking, you know, drop some accent on you. And yeah, you know, I, I'm the sober one, and I'm about to ready to drop. You know, let's do it. Let's let's you know throw some uh, fists, even though I can't throw fists at all. But it just triggers. Like, dude, what the fuck are you saying? Like, I I did nothing to you. I'm just walking by. You, you didn't have to say shit like that. You didn't have, you know be racist all you want in your mind, right? Just don't say it out loud. You're just gonna cause a moment, and we're gonna have to act stupid. Was I there for that? Is that the no, one no, that I, I think? don't think so. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, another case, though, man. I was there for something else, um, but we won't get into that. Shit, I um, can't even remember. I get 
get we'll into talk these about like it. close <laughs> close combat. We'll talk about it another time. There was no there was no <laughs> combat to be found. Let's be honest with ourselves. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm still here and alive, so for sure I uh, did not get into a fight myself. <laughs> you're saying you were saying we would have lost. I don't know. I don't know. Where's their confidence? I don't know, man. I'm not a young buck anymore. I, I'm not crazy, man. <laughs> But anyways, the um, the whole the overwhelming response and support for this has been kind of insane, like all over the world, from you know U.S. to Canada, Paris, Amsterdam, in in within Africa, and even Tokyo had their own like protest right. about like Black Lives Matter or um, against racial inequality, which is which is crazy. Like people must be really bored with the pandemic. Or, like, this is actually gaining some momentum. Well, I think that's like what you were saying. The George Floyd thing, I guess I I actually should have known better than to be surprised anymore because I did hear that reasoning, that line of reasoning that basically everyone's home. There's nothing else to do. There's no sports to watch. You can't go to the movies. The stores were closed. So, literally... There's only videos and clips of things to watch on your computer, on your device. So everyone was home to see it. And it was a world, an international broadcast, basically, from all the shares and from all the repeat videos. It has now become an international broadcast. Yeah, and there's like no other news to speak of. So this thing became kind of a flashpoint. Bigger than the pandemic it became, right? Pretty much. Pandemic, right? Like at this point, no one cares. Everyone's out there protesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's the ironic thing. It's like, we want to be safe. There's a pandemic, guys. Um, By the way, we're all going to join arms and march together. Hmm. Did you see the type of pandemic numbers coming out talking about, you know, who's actually what demographics like actually at a higher risk? We're talking about people that are actually out there protesting, you know, people that live out in the east end of Scarborough that are, you know, lower income families coming out. They're putting themselves at risk. Yeah. yeah and, and I think those communities within the states are, have been harder hit by the pandemic. So now getting those, those groups out there. Like it poses even greater danger to them, and like my conspiracy brain is all is all thinking like, what if this was some sort of planned attack or something to get these people out there? Like I I don't know. Like my brain has gone to some crazy places over this. Like you plan this 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 killing, and then you knew people are going to take the streets, like and, and get each other sick. Yeah, so you either come out on the other side with this pandemic being nothing or everyone else is sick and the people that they want to get rid of, right? I, I can see your reasoning. You might have been tapping that magic magic flight or whatever vape a little bit too hard sometimes, but I can see, you know, there's a possibility. I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah, and it's political too, right? Because you've got, um, uh, you know, Trump talking shit, talking about, you know... Uh, when does he not? Starts, the shooting starts. Dude, did when you see, when did you see the shit it? that he said on Friday? The yeah. one where he was talking about the market, how it's doing so great, and like, you know, George up there in heaven or whatever, he must be... High. Like, dude, the guy 
I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be up in heaven. Or I'm you pretty, know. yeah, he, the guy was passing allegedly a counterfeit twenty. So he doesn't know anything about the market. Yeah, that um, guy ain't buying Tesla stocks. But Trump, I think he was just saying that as a troll. Like so much of that stuff he does intentionally. Like if it was a different situation, a different time, you commend the guy and his ability to just be a constant troll and a constant source of entertainment. Now it's just it's just one craziness after the next. Yeah. Like shooting at those those crowd tear gas and rubber bullets just so we can go to a church, hold up a Bible like it's you know, a wet rag mm-hmm. and then leave. Yeah, the photo op. It's fucking insane, man. Yeah, he he. Uh, I, I, the crazy I thing is, it's like know. November is going to come, and he's most more more than likely not, you know, still the president. I, I really don't know. I can't say. Come on, we've been shitting on Biden forever, man. That guy's yeah. not going to make it. How, how many people shit? thought he was going to win initially? There's no way Trump's going to win initially ever. I didn't find anybody that thought Trump was going to win initially. Then the numbers started to roll in, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I thought Clinton was, like, very, very, you know, cocky in all those debates that she was doing early on. Like, you know, not that I wanted Yeah, I'm going to say I wanted Trump to win just to see, like, the shits and giggles, LOLs, memes, and all that shit. But I'm gonna take it back, man. This shit is like way beyond, way beyond f- jokes and crap at this point. And we're yeah. in there to four year, to like the first term, right? No one knew how bad it was gonna be. Yeah, it's 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 been as bad as how could you not? How could you not? Donald Trump has never made a phony act in his entire career. Everything. Everything from The Apprentice to now has been real Donald Trump. I don't understand how that man came into power. What you see is what you get. He was like this before, and people saw it. I've I've watched people like our mother and other people glued to the TV, everything, hoping that Trump is going to get impeached. Dude, for three, four years, you've been, he's been giving material. He's been giving material to all the lawmakers and every, all the political pundits. He's been giving them the material to hang him. And he walked out of there bulletproof, just Teflon Don, just nothing sticks to him. So I now think he's going to get reelected. Trump is going to be back in power. And yeah. the world's in trouble. <laughs> the world is in a lot of trouble if he gets to choose, you know, for example, gets to choose two new Supreme Court justices because there's going to be some Clinton choices that are just so old right now. So um, it's not a good it's not a good situation for anyone. You know, they talk about abortion rights. They talk about um, same sex marriage. An important thing to realize that you know it's not just a black issue now it's about women's issues. It's about, um, LGBTQ issues. I had to sound Make that sure out. You get them all. Make sure you get them it's all. About al- I had, I had to add you for plus. unicorn, bro. I forgot to add the plus in, in, at the end, oh, but you know, they, they, um, the black civil rights movement laid the framework for all of these groups, um, to get their rights to even be married in some States. 
right? So I, I think right now it's just showing how important voting is um, and how important the struggles of other groups are to your group. Even if you don't know it now, it might be later. Well, that's the key, Andrew. You just hit the nail on the head. Um, all the things that I've heard through the media, uh, mostly on the states, um, because that's where most of the trouble has the racial tension and, and protesting and rioting and looting is happening. It's in the States mostly. It's, it happens here. It happens in Canada, but it's for the most part, all of the real violent stuff is happening in the States. And essentially what I heard the comments coming from prominent leaders or actually not even leaders. They were actual ath black athletes, former athletes and current black athletes and coaches. They're all saying the same thing. Stop. Stop looting. Stop rioting. You want to kill the police? Why don't you kill the police? You can kill the police by voting out the person that selected the police chief. In the States, more than in Canada, everything is more... I should know better than this because I'm a political science major, but uh, I forget the terminology. But it's well, what I'm trying. You know what I'm trying to say? Like the states is more controlled by the municipalities, and and it's more civil. Like whereas we are controlled by the federal government. Whatever the federal government says, we have to do. Then the provincial government follows. Then the municipalities usually follow. It's up to the states. Each individual state governs themselves basically so a lot of shade is being thrown at donald trump it really shouldn't be it's hilarious um he's an easy target he makes himself one but the fact of the matter is in the united states black people particularly don't vote and apparently the excuse has been from for for from time for decades the the reason the line of thought is no one's going to listen to us anyway. Nothing's going to change anyway. And that's the biggest falsehood ever. You want to make a change, go out there and vote. If all the black people and all the ethnicities got out there and voted together, pretty sure Donald Trump wouldn't be in power. A lot of black people did vote for him. He did get a lot of votes. But... I have a feeling if people joined together, they would have kept him out. Well, Kanye and Candace Owens only. No, good well, lord. <laughs> well, there's but only I, like apparently five percent Asian in in America. So, can we like vote that. him out? Can we like? Is there like a clause? Can we like get? Can like? Have you ever seen the Chappelle skit? Uh, a lot of Chappelle references. Sorry, but Chappelle skit where the race race draft. Yeah, I remember that. It's like, yeah, can we, like, give back? Can we give him away? Honestly. <laughs> he's just sinking the whole race, honestly. When, when you think about the elections, and you raise a good point, in the States, you can you can elect your sheriff, I think, in most places. I'm, I'm not a political science major. I don't know this to be certain. Sheriff, city counselors, um, all of those people are elected officials. Yeah. If you don't Here, like the job they're doing, don't vote for them. Here we can elect our counselors, but the police chief is selected. Um, Mark Saunders, I can't, I can't deal with Mark Saunders. Um, he seems like just a puppet. He's, they put a black guy in there, but 
I don't know. He, token? The I don't, token black guy? I don't, he, he's a token black guy. He hasn't really done anything for black causes. Um, we have an issue here in Toronto as well, and, and within Canada. Like, it's not just black people, too. It's more um, also um, indigenous people. Indigenous, yeah. So they're having their own issues in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and all these other places. You know, people, they've done them dirty in this country. This country's hands are not clean. For um, over a century. Yep. Uh, it's something that probably Al Sharpton would be um, quick to point out. And he was he was quick to he was quick to snap at Trudeau for his twenty one second pause. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm surprised he even knew who who Trudeau was. To be honest, I was like, why is this man here making noise? Because he gets people anything to get himself on camera. So he's got. I'll tell you exactly how it works. He's got staff. He's got people who comb through social media. Oh, this dude said this. It's kind of racist. You can, you know, if you just, if he just learns a little bit, you know, like, are you guys familiar? Rick Flair used to go around, he gets paid to go around to all sorts of professional and amateur sports and give a big rah-rah speech. It's the same speech, he just changes the teams, but he knows enough about each team to make them feel special. He does his homework. That's what it is. Sharpton, Sharpton's a dummy. Sharp, Sharpton's a figurehead a black talking figurehead who's been talking for decades. Like he represents the entire community. He doesn't, um, not everyone's happy with how, like he only shows up when there's trouble. Yeah. Honestly, I thought he was dead. Yeah. I honestly, I forgot about all starts until you brought up his name. Seriously. That's, yeah. Like that is yeah. that is an old school reference to me. Al Sharpton is a lot. Jesse Jackson, like that's just like what? Who? Google. Yeah. Like who? These guys are still alive. But, but what do you think is actually going to come out of this? Like, oh, we're not going to get. It's it's like almost like when we talk about this whole. You know, we're not going to go into another topic, but it's almost like equality, like pay pay gap and stuff. We're not going to see that one to one. No. It's going to raise, it's raising awareness. It's doing, look at the three of us now. Look at my first, my first official real podcast. It's with, it's with, (laughs) right. My first official podcast is with the two of you guys. And we're not even talking sports. That's how big this is. All the podcasts I've listened to the professional part. It's, it's, this has been the lead in and this is the number one issue. So it's raising awareness it's got it's got the white hockey players, the white athletes now talking, taking the knee. And even if they're doing it for show, the optics still make it look good. Now even the white children or, well, I don't want to target them, but the white children are now going to look and see, oh, my gosh, Sidney Crosby's taking a knee at center ice. Oh, my God. Now you're going to see white kids taking knees. It, it's not going to change overnight, and God only knows it won't. In the next ten to twenty years, nothing might change. But at least now, no one can say they didn't know. Everyone has always said, "Oh, it, especially that's that's the favorite thing to say." Growing up, that's one thing I can speak on. Growing up in Canada, everything that happens in the states—the violence, the racism. The, the 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 sexism, all of that stuff. Oh, it's only there. It's only the states. 
That kind of stuff doesn't happen in, in, in London. That kind of stuff doesn't happen in Kitchener. That stuff doesn't happen in Halifax. Now everyone can see it, it happens everywhere. And now it's this George Floyd thing has liquid plumbered everything. Everything is now, all the shit is now coming out because of George Floyd. And actually, I have it in here in my notes. Technically speaking, Akeem Alou started a lot of this. Kaepernick started most of it, but Akeem Alou started a lot of this with his, with his calling out of Bill Peters. Then it was more stories started to surface about Mark Crawford, not racism, but Mark Crawford being abusive and more abuse. Mike Babcock was, so these things are raising awareness. So now no one can keep their head in the sand. It's not going to change overnight and it, Maybe it won't change in my lifetime or our lifetime, but something that we've never seen before, even people from the 60s and the Martin Luther King days, they've never seen so much unity among races, white, Asian, black, brown, everybody's getting together saying, you know what, this is BS. This has got to stop now. We can't, no more, no more, we should do better, and I'm going to try, and what can I do? It's do better now and let's go so it's going to change gradually bit by bit but i think the awareness is the biggest the biggest positive out of all of this now people have no choice but to take their heads and stop being an ostrich and take your head out of the sand it's like now you see what's going on as drew as drew Brees, whether it was fake or not heartfelt or not he said in his apology I had no idea this was going on. Now, my only, my answer back to that is, how could you not? Drew Brees is the face of New Orleans. When people, people don't think of Chris Paul or Anthony Davis, who's now with the Lakers, they don't think, when people think of, when people say New Orleans, you think New Orleans Saints, you think of the festival, Mardi Gras, it escaped my mind. I can't believe I forgot Mardi Gras. Um, and you think, and if you think of the New Orleans Saints, you, I can't even name another player. I can name the coach, Sean Payton, and then I can name, now I can name the receiver that called him out after his first initial speech. Drew Brees is the face of New Orleans. That man has done more charity work for the black community. When Katrina hit, he was all over there. So the excuse of, I didn't know, or now I know, and now my eyes are open. That's hogwash. But no more attacking. We've got to all move forward together, and hopefully we will do better. Well, oh, oh. Drew Brees, like New Orleans, like the Saints are my NFL team. So I follow them like very closely with the whole Drew Brees. Like you mentioned, he does a lot of charity work and works a lot around there. And I think the way that I was, yeah, like me and Andrew were saying, uh, talking on on the side a couple of days ago, just the fact that I think it was like the interviewer should have never even why why bring it up like the whole flag and the anthem thing. It's that's not what the issue is at this point, right? They're not. There's no games to be played. There's no like knees to be taken at, at this time, right? Mm. Like why? What? He was got put, yeah, he, he got, got beat. Yeah, yeah the interviewer. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, like the thing is, it's like I think he he knows like there's there's racism. I always think I believe 
uh, like through all his like work in New Orleans and being there and actually, you know, on the ground and helping out with everything and living there now to himself. It's just like, yeah, this guy knows like the struggles he's putting in the time he actually works. He's doing, you know, he's not just talking to talk. He's like walking to walk too. It just so happens in this one interview, it came across incorrect like he should have gone last last edit and be like hey let me see that i think i rambled on and but he went actually, off, i don't though. believe this but he yeah. did go off so he was baited but but he took the bait and ran with it after that though yeah like that's yeah. on him now yeah he just yeah, went yeah. off and just he just he just had his flag uh, in hand and bible and it was went off yeah but you know what te- it's his, it's his it's his story right it's like that's his history that's his family yeah. history and that's why there's a certain pride in that in his history right, right. Uh, i'll take it uh, i didn't know about the whole u.s like military with the black soldiers i know there were black units out there fighting but at the same time i didn't realize the reception that they got back now that like it's been brought up to light that they got you know kicked back and told them you gotta ride at the back of the bus you gotta ride yeah. segregation and everything that kind of brings a new light to it and it kind of like now i know when i look at like v-day celebration you're out in new york do you see a single black person out there no there's no black like uh our like servicemen out there celebrated so like it's something that like yeah it brings a light towards it now i know that's that's one part that i got educated on most likely that's the same thing with drew Brees. that's how he thinks right because like every time you watch a movie like a World War Two movie, Seven Private Ryan, you don't see a black, you know, you know, black sniper helping you or fighting alongside. It's always white on white violence there. But that's also but, you bring a good point up, though. That's also on black people as well. Um, yeah. Why aren't there black people at the the at the you know for here Remembrance Day ceremonies? Why aren't there black people where like why aren't a lot of black people wearing their poppies? Like it's on them too. A lot of people, like we joked and laughed earlier about the Al Sharptons of the worlds, but a lot of black people, like I, I can't speak for black people in general. I'm just one of many. But even this movement, this Black Lives movement, to me is kind of almost like an Al Sharpton thing. Where were you, Black Lives people, when? this was happening and it was being reported, but not filmed. Where were you people? Oh, sounding like Don Cherry now. Um, I was going to say with the poppy thing, you were sounding like Don Cherry before I was holding my tongue. <laughs> the people, the black people that the, pe- the black people, people that show up for the protest. <laughs> hey, the black people that show up for the protests, the black people that, Oh, all of a sudden, how many black people, for example, knew who Akeem Alu was? How many black people know who Jerome McGinley is? But now black people claim to know Akeem Alu's story, and yeah, there's so much racism in, in hockey, and, and I would never put my child... How do you know? you know? You know everything there is to know about the racism in NHL because there was a former black player that said so. So, I mean, we also, as black people, have to do our part. You can talk all, you know, we can all go to Caravana and wave our flags all we want and go to all the fets and all the parties and jam and, and do all of this stuff. But we're also the ones, in, particularly in the States, throwing the bricks and, and, and looting the black businesses. We're looting Those our own bricks. neighborhoods. Those bricks were placed there. 
There's a whole conspiracy theory about this like random pallet of bricks that just appears in a construction zone, unguarded. I'm just joking, yeah. by the way. Well, yeah, there, this, theory, this, theory is flo- this theory is floating around. There's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them. But you, like, this, again, as I was saying earlier when, when Lincoln brought it up, it's like, what's going to come out of all of this? Awareness. No one can pretend they didn't see this. You can't say anywhere, Northwest Territories, Antarctica, wherever you are in the world, there is no excuse now. So if this stuff keeps happening, then the world is just going to end. To me, that's basically what it, this, this, it's not going to change anything per se, major changes, but it's going to show the world that, hey, this is, this can't happen anymore. We may not be perfect, but this can't happen anymore. Um, I feel like it's almost like too much, like like this movement this time around. It's gone so much, you know, a lot of people coming out at once. The main thing is like the grit, like how, you know, can these people follow through and keep this aware, awareness going on for you know, weeks on end, months on end, exactly. years on end. Exactly. That's the only than, thing, right? It's more than just awareness, though. I think you know we need real results. We need healthcare, education. We need to um, get rid of poverty. Um, and there needs to be opportunity in in certain communities where there wasn't any before. Um, housing, um, all sorts of stuff. It's more than just posting a black square on an Instagram and hashtagging it, which I saw. A lot of people do. I absolutely um, refuse which, to do that. Which is which is good. Like which is fine. Tuesday. Yeah. From my fine. perspective, I, I look at it and I say, okay, here's a lot of people who I know and people within my company and, and people all over who they don't understand the situation. They don't. But I can I shit on someone who doesn't understand, who's at least trying to make a difference, however slight or little it might be no like i normally would ridicule it you know some might say i'm even doing that right now but i have to respect the fact that they actually went out and did something they're trying right and you know my organization sends out emails like there's three or four emails every day there's emails from like the cto the ceo all these different people hrs like working overtime um they sent out a yoga session and they mentioned George Floyd in the first sentence. Yeah, I can laugh. Well I make, I make my joke. I make my, I make my jokes about it. I have a bunch of jokes on that very topic. Right. Um, yoga related jokes about, you know, <laughs> anyway, I won't get into that. Yeah. It's too, <laughs> too much. Um, oh, God. <laughs> definitely. It's a, you, save it for your, your podcast. Debut. Yeah. Your podcast will get shut down immediately. You think no yeah. one, you think nobody's seeing this? Guess when you'll find out how much viewership you actually have when you say something then, like that. <laughs> and then he talked about getting twisted into a pretzel. Um, oh, um, oh, but, you know, I, I can't shit on the organization for at least trying. Um, sometimes you might want a more unified single message or maybe less noise. But I find that right now these organizations were mostly run by let's just say it, white people, they're throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Let's, and let's not be the one to be left out. We don't want to get left out. We have to send out our black lives matter message right away. Which is still good. I think that is still positive. Again, 
I get what you're saying, and I understand the skepticism, and it is a little bit of overkill now. And let's see where all of these people are. You know, all the people from the years, decades past, the fist. <coughs> excuse me. Let's see those people in a month. When this pandemic is over, and there's no incidences, incidents being filmed of black men or women being violated violently by the police, law enforcement. Let's see the protests then. Let's see the awareness then. Let's see the literature then. Let's see the fist in the air then. The protests are still going to happen with the knees because of professional sports, the kneeling. Um, but like, let's see what's going to happen. Let, like, let, let's see what you... I almost said it again, you people. Like, let's see all the real black people. Let's see what they're going to do. Um, and let's stop, like, Charles Barkley, um, he doesn't sound very intelligent when he talks, but he says he's a, actually a very articulate person. It just, because of his southern drawl, it doesn't sound very intelligent. But what he said... Recently, they had a little special broadcast about the George Floyd incident. And he said, leave Drew Brees, Drew Brees alone. The vitriol, he made a mistake. And Drew Brees is not a racist. So black people, leave him alone type of thing. Are, is everybody going to listen to Charles Barkley? No. But the point is there. Like, we can't, we can't, we, as in black people, we can't start going around and saying, yeah, White people owe us this, and white people owe us that. We've got to help ourselves, too. We can't sit there and, and, and start, oh, help me out. Uh, because of George Floyd, you've got to help me out. I'm black. You've got to help me out. You've got to be nicer to me. It's Black History Month. You've got to be nicer to me. We've got to do our own parts, too. We've got to be nicer to each other. We've got to be nicer to white people. We've got to be nicer to Asian people. I'm sure every race could, has stories of being confronted by a racist black person. We've got to be good to each other, and we've got to stop pointing fingers. So if someone's trying and we don't agree with how they're trying, they're trying, I'd rather support someone that's trying. Someone that's at a march because it's cool. Someone's at a march wearing the t-shirt, wearing the merchandise, chanting the slogans because it's the popular thing to do. I'd rather see that person there than the person that sits at home says, oh, I, nothing's going to change if I go down there anyway. What can I do? I can't do anything. I'm just one person out of billions. I can't get behind that person. And I certainly I'm not going to get behind the white person that thinks that everything's okay everything you know at least these people whether it's fake or not are still acknowledging there's a problem here um the police are killing us again as Chappelle said they're, they're killing us again like there's a problem a lot of people of non ethnic whatever white people <laughs> I'm trying to come up with different. I'm trying to come up with ways of not Caucasians, white people. A lot of white people are now forced to say, "Oh my gosh, this is what's really happening." You can't hide it now. 
You can't say you didn't know. They might still do nothing, but at least they know now. Everyone knows. That's what this pandemic and this George Floyd incident has done. It's 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 opened everyone's eyes. You can't hide. You can't hide from this. So now let's see who's going to be the next SOB on the police force to violate a black person or a person of color again. Let's see who that person's going to be, and then let's see the reaction and the vultures come out then. And this might be a discussion for another time, because um, I know we, we want to get to the sports topic, and it's been an hour. Um, but, you know, the Buffalo police pushed over that 75-year-old white white man, and, like, his head hit the ground, he's bleeding out of his ear, and they all did nothing, and then they all resigned from that task force. So yeah. it's, it's a problem with policing in general. That's the first thing that we have to tackle. Um, and then the other stuff, hopefully people but getting out there and voting and getting out there and protesting peacefully, we'll get that stuff sorted out in time. Um, I did want to transition to this whole sports argument. We were talking about, you know, Drew Brees and we've been talking about LeBron James speaking out. Um, sports, sports is making a plan to come back. You know, throughout this whole pandemic since mid-March, we haven't had any sports to deal with other Not than baseball. baseball. Korean baseball. <laughs> Major League Baseball doesn't want to come back. Well, they're they're in some dispute right now, no? Like with their the players' association over there. They're gonna screw this all up. Every they had the chance. Sorry to interrupt, Andrew. Um, yeah, they had the chance. They were gonna be the. They, for social, of the four major professional sports in North America, the leagues, they had the chance to come back first. Who can social distance better than, than baseball? It's outside. You can have, instead of 50, 60,000 fans, you can social distance. Have, I don't know, I think they worked it out, actually. It works out to, like, 10,000 people can go into the stands and sit six feet apart. You can go to the bar or whatever. Sounds Sorry? Sounds like the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah. On a regular that, season anyways. But that's like, trust me, like I am not one of those people that is cheering for baseball to come back. But they had their chance. And now these two guys, like they're basically throwing, essentially without boring people with the details, what they're doing is they're just throwing offers that the other side is going to refuse. These guys are all haggling over money. Million and billionaire athletes, owners are haggling over money while there's a pandemic going on. These guys are going to drop the ball and baseball suffered. Baseball suffers the most from work stoppages. The NHL and NBA have recovered from their work stoppages and they don't stop as much either. Baseball is controlled by their unions, the players and by the the owners. So if they decide to strike or if they decide to lock them out, that sport, if they don't come back, if they can't agree on this, I shouldn't be flipping about it, by the way. It is like they're not haggling over dollars and cents here. Like there is a lot of money being lost and they're haggling over a lot of money. But at the end of the day, they're all going to make money if they get back and play. That's what they're failing to understand, and that's what the NHL, NBA, and NFL have all realized. Regardless of motive, you know, they're all saying, oh, we're doing it for the love of... No, you're doing it for money. They're not doing it for the love of the sport. You're doing it for money and, oh, yeah, we're doing it for the fans. 
uh, if the fans come, if the fans watch, then we get money. Baseball's the only one out of the four that's just like, you know what? I got to get mines to quote to quote, what's his name? I forget his name. I should have done my research. The, the baseball player that was quoted, I got to get mines. That's their Scotty mentality. Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear uh, you. Like that's that that sport. The the type of contract that they throw out is fucking ridiculous. The last couple of years, when you read about it. Second to obviously the NBA, just because their bench player makes twenty mil as well now. But yeah, it's it's if that sport goes. I won't be too sad to see it go. A lot of people want You got Korean baseball now. It's the new baseball. They got stuffed animals in the stands. Yeah, sex dolls. More, it's more. It's more exciting. <laughs> Feature act sex dolls for sure. You know, NBA is coming back due to money. Um, you know, they're actually coming back and playing regular season games. Which like is eight of them. different than the NHL. Yeah. So yeah. no, it's different are. than the NHL approach, where NHL is coming back with the playoffs right away. NBA is coming back and actually they're going to go to to uh, Disney Disney World. It's a money and ground. Yeah, pretty much. I, they're not I even like, trying to hide it. I like the NHL system. Now, to be on, to be a little bit fair, it does make sense to have play in games because there are teams that. Like Portland, for example, I don't know the stat, but they were basically, if they had another 15, 20 games, theoretically, they were what, two games out or something? So I get the idea of trying to get those teams in, but from what I'm hearing, the rumor mill around from people gossiping, it's a money grab and it's a chance to get Zion Williamson into the playoffs and to get, uh, I forget who who else, uh, Morant from Memphis, the Grizzlies, is to get the stars, the rookie stars, get them, they're playing on the bottom feeder teams. If you do this play-in thing, those teams are included. Just like in the NHL, like they were talking about Montreal, and Montreal and Chicago have no business being in the playoffs, but basically the NHL has done what the NBA is doing. They just bypassed all of that and just said, you know what? Uh, Chicago would have probably got in. Montreal, whatever. Let's put them in. Yeah, they're still. It's it's a money grab, but they're still right. The playoffs, the NHL playoffs in particular, for me, you need the Montreals, you need the Chicago's in the playoffs. You need those eyes. You need that those market. viewers. Yeah. That market, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You look at some of the markets that got left out, and you're like, "Oh, well." I mean, Los Angeles and Anaheim and San Jose are out, so like most of California is not it, not in there. But they hit most of their like big markets by including some of the um, some of the borderline teams. Too bad for Buffalo. Too bad for New Jersey. They were actually three points back of Montreal, with two games in hand, but missed out. Let me ask you, what do you guys think of this system? What do you think of this? I mean, just like the NBA and NHL, both commissioners have come out and said, hey, not everyone's going to be happy. We're going to piss off somebody. But do you think the NHL, what they've done, is the best way to come back? Or how would you have done it if you were to come back? Well, I think... Dropping the whole regular season made sense. I mean, you want to come back with a bang, and what better bang than 
playoff hockey or elimination hockey, right? So this playing is good because like now you're getting people engaged and they want to watch. Like you got 24 teams in there. You have these bubble teams that are in and they can make a run, a deep run. For all, for all we know, like they, I hear people say, you, you know, you never know what can happen. Like Carey Price can win theoretically, like get hot if he's well rested now and he's healthy. Give him three goals, he'll shut that shit down. Yep. And then they're talking about expanding roster sizes. Guess what? Now I guess salary cap doesn't really kick in. It's kind of weird how you would work a salary cap. You got Dion Phaneuf on his peloton, riding every day, making sure he's in game shape. Oh. Smoking a lot less. Um, oh, my goodness. Do you know a co-worker at work? Actually, he's older than I am, first of all. That should tell you right there. I almost hit him a couple of months ago because he was actually saying the Leafs, like when the hockey was still going on, he's like, the Leafs should bring back Dion Phaneuf. Dude, I'm he's, a Dion Phaneuf fan. He's cheap. He'll come back. You know, he's, he's affordable. You can sign him for the minimum, and he's tough and whatever. I'm like... I, I don't even know who you are. CC enough. Like Fanuf wasn't a good player when he was in his prime. He wasn't the player we needed. Now you want to get him when he's old and hasn't been playing. But uh, that's another that's another show right there. <laughs> um, so Andrew, uh, what about you? Like, what do you like this format that the NHL could they have done anything better? Could they have done something wow. differently? As long as we avoid Boston in this first round, there's a prayer and hope in my life. This is how we win, man. Don't you want to face them, though? I want to exercise that demon. Like the Raptors Raptors three times. You got to beat them, don't you? At game seven. But don't you have to beat them now? Like, avoiding them is going to be, to me, that's another asterisk. Like, the Raptors, to me, I, I, hmm, I, I know I would get a lot of trouble for saying that the Raptors championship gets an asterisk, but there was no LeBron. Right. There's Fuck no LeBron, LeBron in the conference. I'm oh, I say that. Of that fucker. Oh. Oh, you NBA. don't have to sell me on. You don't have to sell me on that one. I could write. I've I'm written articles on, on Drew Brees too. Like, bitch, you don't know shit about this man. And I'll hear you fucking on your Twitter fingers, throwing, you know, spewing your Sharpton. hate. It's it's Al Sharpton. Yeah, yeah. Al Sharpton with three hundred more pounds. He's a soundbite. You know, like he he LeBron loves a good soundbite, a, a clip. Whenever there's a good Black Lives moment, um, he's yeah. there. Yeah, man, I, I fuck, I can't. He, he's the one that wants this thing to keep going because he wants to get the ring. He thinks he can get that ring now with like Anthony Davis on by his side and shit. God, I hope Anthony Davis just sprains his pinky and can't shoot anymore, so you know LeBron can have his fucking you know excuse. That man can't go around walking around talking <laughs> like he's a goat and jumping around teams and shit. Oh boy, I think I've sparked anyway. something here by accident, Andrew. Whoops! <laughs> I was enjoying it too well, because I, mean, I, I, you know what, I was really enjoying it because, to be honest, I hate LeBron personally. Um, uh, I could, well, I could do my own you, podcast about that personally. So I'm just sitting back and enjoying the hate. But what you need to do is hurry up and finish the last dance so we can talk about this whole goat versus goat thing. I can't Although, watch it. You know, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I don't know if I've told you guys or whatever, or I've told Andrew. I, I, I can't watch it because growing up, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, and episodes oh, three see? and four, I oh. believe. So they get into the Pistons, and 
okay, now that we've brought it up, the last dance to me is a farce. It's a bunch of BS. I've been telling people for years when I was in high school, I told them how Michael Jordan was. Everyone thought just because I was a Pistons fan that I was just a hater. I told them in high school that I knew, I read in high school that Michael Jordan used to pay somebody because back then they didn't have Twitter. They didn't have social media. So he used to pay somebody to like, like if they were going into New York to play tonight, he would pay somebody to go through the media and see if there's any negative press on him. And if there was, he'd go into New York, go into Charlotte, go into Toronto, and he would absolutely poop all over that team just because he always needed that kind of motivation. He needed something to hate. He needed somebody... poop on that Toronto Raptors. We handed him one of those losses. Yep, that was one of our heritage moments, our yep. Canadian heritage moment. Yeah, but, and how many, know, how many Raptors fans... Around about- Pardon? Sorry, There's a whole meme going around about Michael Jordan. Oh, you know, I took it personal because that's basically every episode was just him taking something personal and then dropping 50 points. <laughs> yeah. That's basically his entire life, and no one believed me. And now Last Dance is a controlled version of what he's allowing people to see. There's a lot more shady stuff. The gambling, the association of his gambling. He had he gambled and played golf with known mobsters. There's a rumor years ago that his dad was gunned down over his gambling debts. He didn't bring that up. Yep. Um, he kept Isaiah. How Thomas. far along are you in this last dance? <laughs> he that came was brought up? up, but he didn't. Yeah, it was brought up, but you know he controlled yeah, all of it. Yeah. He didn't want him yet. It was. Fun. It was fun from his from his perspective. Yeah. It's true. He had final edit. And this thing, Poor this Isaiah. thing about the thing about Isaiah Thomas, he's a bold faced liar. There's an audio clip of Rod yeah. Thorne, an executive in the NBA, saying Michael Jordan said, I'm not going to play if Isaiah plays. Now they're both holding hands, singing Kumbaya in last dance, saying, Oh nope, never said that. You can't erase in a recording. It's there. It's there. People have heard it. I haven't heard it, but it's there. I knew back then who was responsible. I heard the rumor back then that Michael Jordan refused to play with him, and they all went to Magic Johnson, his boy, and said, we're not playing if he plays, so basically go tell your boy. They could have just kept Magic Johnson off the team. He wasn't even playing basketball. But One of the greatest. It's a sad, that's, that's Michael Jordan in a nutshell. A personal grudge against a guy who cares if you don't like him. Do you, how, many, how many NHL players, how many Major League Baseball players representing the United States at the World Baseball Classics or at the, the Olympics, how many guys can't stand the other guy? Do you think Sidney Crosby wanted to play with certain guys? But when you put that damn jersey on with the leaf on the front, we're all brothers. We're together. Why in the hell? He beat you. Isaiah Thomas beat them. That's what they're mad at. He beat them physically, and he beat them for two championships in a row. The Bulls got eliminated two out of three years by the Pistons. They were they were the LeBrons to the Raptors. The Bull, The Pistons were the LeBrons 
to the Bulls. They could not get over that hump until they finally swept them and won their first championship afterwards. There's a lot of hatred and a lot of bitterness between the two men still to this day. They still, Jordan's like, I can respect him, but I still hate him. Isaiah's just like trying to kiss his ass, but he still hates it. You can tell Isaiah, Isaiah still throws little digs at him too. These are grown men still carrying a high school grudge. And that's why one of the greatest point guards in NBA basketball history, because he was a great point guard in Indiana too, left off what left off the greatest basketball team ever assembled. There's not another team that's ever, there was dream team two. There was all sorts of versions of that, but the original dream team, there'll never be a team like that. The hall of famers, the way they blew out every team by 40 to 50 points, the way that they were just swarmed. They were rock stars. They were the Beatles wherever they went. There's not going to be another one like that. And you just kept the greatest point guard in history, one of the greatest, sorry, off the team because you didn't like him, because he beat you playing within the rules, by the way. Uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, those Lakers-Celtics games in the 80s, there's footage of these guys punching each other in the face. These guys punch. When you got hit, you just got up and punched the other guy back. That's what you did. Charles Barkley spit on a fan. Charles Barkley threw a man through a bar window. Charles Barkley fought people. Charles Barkley punched people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they all did it, and it was that was within the rules back then. But now, all of a sudden, Detroit and Isaiah Thomas were the bad guys. They were the ones that took things too far. No, they didn't. They did everything. They beat people at their own game and took it to the. If, if they punched somebody, they got kicked out of the game. But they were willing, like, you know what? I'm going to stop you from scoring by any means necessary. And they won two championships like that. And they're tr- basically trying to erase them from history. Like, I don't know how about you guys, but when people talk about the great dynasties and championship teams in basketball, the Detroit Pistons never get brought up. If, you, if people bring up the bad boys, that's what they say, the bad boys. They don't bring up Dennis Rodman, Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas, John Sally, some of the greatest defenders, like Vinny Johnson. He was nicknamed the microwave. I'm going off on a tangent, sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Like Michael Jordan controlled Michael Jordan controlled a lot of stuff in that last dance, so I'm kinda hesitant because I do have some personal feelings about that 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 video we couldn't tell because he's like yeah so but going back swinging back to hockey um i think that it's i think it's okay what they're doing the the system that they have but i heard someone else saying on one of those hockey shows like hockey central or whatever's one of the many versions on sportsnet they're saying essentially why are you worried about why should Pittsburgh worry about Carey Price standing on his head? Um, that that could that could happen. Carey Price could steal a series, could steal a couple of games. But the point is, there's still seedings. Boston's still number one. Montreal's still a bottom feeder. So if Montreal and Boston face each other, Boston's still statistically supposed to mop the ice with them. So Black. If, 
They're supposed to. They're supposed to win. Tampa Bay was an abomination last year, but like, there's no excuse. If you can't beat the team that's ranked lower than you, there's no excuse. You then they were better than you. If Montreal wins in a series against a team, you can't cry. Say Montreal shouldn't have been there. No, you should have beat Montreal. You should have beat them. Chicago has no business beating there. Well, they're there, so beat them. Like, don't cry about it now. It's there. Just win. You just win, baby. Win is the expression. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to a series versus John Tortorella, Oof. only for the sound bites, and maybe that's it. I hope we win, but I kind of wish we had a. I kind of wish we had a more antagonistic coach on our side, though. Someone that would just poke him a little bit, like after every Leaf win, like Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice, if if he was the Leafs coach and they're facing Tortorella, just a little, just the smirk on his face or the expressionless digs that he would give, I would pay. I would pay just to see that. But yeah, you're Should right. Have dialed that back, you know. We, we Tortorella is going to be a, a soundbite for every loss that they take. He's just going to get on his soapbox and cry about how foul this was and how egregious this was. And I don't know who who's who's the guy out there, Andrew, or I don't know if you guys know who's the guy out there. Like for NBA back in the day, it was Jim Gray. Uh, uh, I think not Scott Oak. Uh, is it Scott Oak? Somebody in hockey that the ass the ass that provokes Larry people, Brooks that Brooks Larry people. Brooks yeah New but, York but we need a more popular a more famous version of that we need Bruce one of, Archer Simmons there you go there you go yes thank you Simmons we Damian need Simmons. Cox we need those Damian guys Cox, after every loss question him just start throwing darts at him then it'll be worth it'll be better than watching the games themselves. They might not even be able to go down to wherever this hub city is, but I'm I'm looking. So you know, just quick quick to wrap up uh, in the next little while. Yeah. But looking at the hub cities, and I wanted to focus on how do you keep everything safe, right? I look at the list of hub cities and the list from the NHL article. It's like Chicago, uh, Illinois is in a little bit of trouble. Columbus, I think, is a good hub city. Um, you've got Las Vegas, which I think is probably a good hub city as well. Then you got Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I'm like, Minneapolis. I'm not so sure about Minneapolis. No, no police for every the game. <laughs> is the arena still there? Toronto is to on Seattle. the list. Oh man, like I don't know how they're going to keep all these players safe. The NBA at least has their their thing sorted out. Well, that's um, the thing. Like, how do you think these guys going to want to get their nose poked every single day? They're going to have to. If you want to play, that's what they're going to all have to learn. The NBA, uh, NHL, NFL, baseball, that is the one thing that they're all going to have to learn. If you want to play so badly, guess what? You're going to get poked in your nose every damn day if we have to. And you're not going to be able to see your families or they're going to have to put the families or whoever... I, I don't know if they've finalized all of those sort of details in the NBA and NHL yet, but basically they're going to be quarantined. And they're also been given the guarantee that they don't have to, because of Bundesliga in Germany and other in the Korean Baseball League, a 
positive test doesn't mean the end of your season. A positive, so what they're going to do is they're going to test everybody. Everybody's going to go into these controlled environments. They're going to get tested coming out. They're going to practice the social distancing in the arenas. So there's not going to be any fans. There's going to be like one cameraman here, one camera. However, the logistics work out. They're going to be able to do it. <clears throat> but people, you can't slip. You can't cut any corners. So literally, I, th- I don't know if trainers are going to have to wear masks and gloves. But if you have to, you can't go. If you start wearing gla- masks and gloves, you can't slip up. You got to wear a mask and glove all the time. Um, quarantine. One of the Raptors players got in trouble recently because he admitted that he broke the quarantine or self isolation. He went out and did whatever. You can't have that. Like it's going to be up to the players. <coughs> Excuse me. NHL, NBA, all of these people, they can set it up how they want, but you, they still have to follow it. All these sheep and all these mindless jackasses coming into the stores where I work to shop, there's still, there's still the plexiglass, there's the shields, there's the markers on the floor, there's the arrows. These people still aren't following the rules. The cases are going up in Ontario. The cases went up in Toronto. They're not sure whether the cases went up because of lack of reporting, delayed like delays in reporting, or if it's because of people being stupid together. People aren't getting it. The like these professional leagues, like the NHL, it could work if they just follow the rules. You got you can't go anywhere after the game. It's going straight to the hotel. You got to wash everything. Like all the equipment gets shipped off and like you got to follow the phases right now. Phase one, phase two. If they say only five players on the ice at the same time or whatever the number is and no coaching staff, you got to follow that. You got to, you just got to stick to the rules and this can work. I look at how quickly something like the flu runs through a dressing room and I hear, you know, I play a lot of fantasy hockey or whatever. I see so-and-so has the flu and like six other people on his team have the flu as well. Um, I don't know how well they can do this. They're going to have, they're going to have to try. They're, they say that one positive test won't shut down an entire team or shut down the league, but Man, all it takes is just one person with it, and then you have an outbreak. Well, so. no, because they've they've got it. They've got it in Bundesliga already. They've got it. They've got they've got a, a few, quite not a, quite a few, but like let's say there's 200 players in the in Bundesliga playing soccer. They've got like five to ten players that have actually tested positive. So you get them out. Yeah. So all they do is you just get them out self-isolation and quarantine those dudes and you test everybody else nope they're still good play on yeah i hope they can do it i know i know bundesliga you got football it's it's different than hockey hockey players you got people blowing their nose out on the bench yeah like touching everything like but i would counter with soccer it's more physical contact there like you've got you don't have protective equipment it's just skin on skin people are breathing on you people are falling on you people are tackling on you people are sweating on you 
people are doing disgusting things to you, as we've seen in many disgusting soccer celebrations, biting people's views. I've not met Brad Marchand. People biting Brad people. Marchand. You, well, you know what? If you lick the side of my face, that might hurt him more than it would hurt me, because there's something on, like, licking my face isn't going to hurt me. I can go wash my face, but whatever was on my face is now on Marshan's tongue, so good luck with that, bud. Go ahead, lick my face. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead. And and on that note, (laughs) I think that's an appropriate spot to end for today. That's where you want that's where you want to end, lick my face. So (laughs) Yeah. I mean I'm making our mother proud. Is she gonna listen to this episode? She won't. God, if she, if she can figure out how to listen to it, unless we make her sit down and show her. But yeah, this was fun. This was great. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, this is long overdue, and I hope we get a chance to do it again. I, I would like to see the uh, edited version of this. There is no editing. Oh, really? <laughs> at yeah. all? Jesus Christ! The first five minutes when it was just me and you. Yeah, that's staying in there. <laughs> All right, well, cool. All right, All right guys. Cool, Thanks, man. guys. Have a good night.